You're listening to the Play Big Brand Bowl podcast, episode 12. Welcome to the Play Big Brand Bowl podcast, business and branding advice to help you play a bigger game in your business and brand bold to stand out in the crowd. Each week, I'll be sharing interviews with business and creative professionals, as well as insights and strategies to help you do more of the things you want to do in your business, get confident, clear, and capable to build your business brand and bottom line. Well, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Suzanne Chadwick, your host and founder of The Connection Exchange. And today we are getting a little bit personal. Today I have got Georgie Cook, Transformation and Life Coach, on the podcast. You might just be thinking, Suze, this is a little bit, you know, out of the ordinary for you. But the reason that I wanted to ask Georgie to come on today was because she's been my life coach in the past and I get so many people that come to me and say, Suze, you're so confident, you've got it all together Um, You know, you've just got it sorted. And I think it's really important as women for us to be able to have honest conversations about the struggles that we go through and the fact that it's okay for you not to have it all sorted all the time. Now, Georgie taught me a lot during the time that we worked together and I really wanted for her to share some of her thoughts with you as well. So, Today, we're going to be diving into how we sometimes go it alone when, in fact, we need support and how that's totally okay. Being held back by fear and self-doubt, which I think is pretty common for a lot of women in business. We call it a lot of different things. We call it inner critic. We call it, you know, imposter syndrome. Uh, You know, we also are talking today about fixed and growth mindset, And the fact that just as business owners, it's something that we have to continue to really work on and develop, as well as what it looks like when we get into stress and overwhelm and some of the patterns that we get into and the stories that we tell ourselves and those things that hold us back. And Georgie's going to share some tips as well. Now, as I said, we are getting a little bit personal. Uh, Georgie was my life coach a number of times when I really struggled. I struggled after having my second child to deal with motherhood uh, and all of the ambitions that I had in life uh, and other things that I felt I couldn't really say to other people. And so I was really fortunate enough to have somebody like Georgie to support me. And I just really want to bring this conversation to the surface and For those of you who are juggling multiple things and may or may not have the full support of those around you, where you feel like you are carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders, hopefully this podcast for you is just to let you know that you're not alone and that we all go through things and that it's the people we surround ourselves with that can make all the difference. So I hope you enjoy this one. As I said, it's a little bit out of the norm with you know, we're talking about business, branding, marketing, etc. But I think self-care uh, and really making sure that we are mentally in the state that we need to be in and have the support around us is just as, if not more important. So enjoy today's podcast episode. 
Well, welcome back to the podcast, Georgie. It is so good to have you here. Awesome to be here, Suze. Brilliant to connect again. I know. It's been a while. It's been a while. So, Georgie, obviously we were just talking um, about why I thought that this podcast episode was a really important one to have. Uh, And I did say to you that you were the first person that I thought of uh, when I was really looking at, I guess, some of the things that women say to me, some of the things that some of my clients go through when it comes to really getting your head in the right space, getting the support that you need um, and really, I guess, not going it alone all the time. Mm, Yeah. And so... When people look at me in the conversations that I have a lot of the time, I think I sort of get the comments of, you know, Suze, you're so confident, you're so strong, um, really self-assured. And to a point, uh, that is true at times. But as you would know, and <laughs> we'll get into our history a little bit in a minute, is that there are moments in time and there are, you know, things that we all go through, no matter how much you look at somebody and you think, wow, they've, they've got it all together, they're so strong, they're so confident. We all go through things in our business and in our life where I think it's really important to kind of sometimes hold your hands up and say, you know something, I need help. Um, and I need somebody who I can have really honest conversations with because that's not always the case where you may have people in your life uh, that you can kind of say whatever you need to say to. And so today I really wanted to talk to you more about how we sometimes go it alone when we do need support, Um, really looking at, you know, how we are held back at times by fear and self-doubt. And I think as women in business, that is something that we feel a lot because, you know, it's us that we're putting out there. Um, We did talk as well sort of around the fixed mindset, et cetera, but also how we get overwhelmed. So, Georgie, I just thought I'd start off just so that the listeners know a little bit more about you. How did you get started in your business of being a transformation and life coach? Mm -hmm. And what are some of the things that you say? Mm -hmm. Sure. So I think, to be honest, Suze, I got into, you know, training to become a transformational life coach and then actually, you know, work in this field now for 10, 15 years through kind of, you know, my own desperate need for change and transformation. Yeah, Yeah, those places in me that were just really stuck where I felt like I wasn't um, being my best self, where I wasn't really playing at my age, where I was hiding, you know, and holding myself back in fear and, you know, just that yearning to... um, to be more of who I could be and and to live more of my potential. And so I kind of embark on that journey. And I guess I've kind of always had that yearning since a really young age. Um, And then starting to work with people, you know, and and have done for a long time now, kind of seeing that pattern of, gosh, wow, it's not just me. Oh, wow, as women in particular, I think we can tend to hold ourselves back. We can tend to kind of undermine our best efforts or discount, you know, the brilliance or the qualities or the potential we've really got. And so I'm passionate about, you know, what it takes within each of us to really – 
to kind of update those old beliefs would be one way of putting it that can hold us back so that we can really, you know, play big, um, love life and, you know, live, live to our full potential. So, you know, how did I get into it? Probably because I, I needed the changes myself and, yeah. you know, I learn and grow always so much through working with people, um, supporting them through their process of growth and, you know, really getting on track in whatever way that means for them, you know. In yeah, their sure. yeah. Yeah. And I mean, as I sort of said in the intro as well, you know, you and I uh, met because of a mutual friend that you were doing your training with. Um, and then at another time in my life, I engaged you as my life coach again, um, because I was going through some really difficult times just after having my second baby um, and just really struggling. Uh, just struggling with the emotion, struggling with the pressure or the expectation. Um, we also talked about things where I was kind of telling myself stories around money and the relationship with my husband. There were lots of things, but um, I think one of the things that I really got so much out of our time together um, was the fact that I didn't really feel like I could say some of the things that I yeah. said to you yeah. um, to anybody else because I felt like uh, I just they weren't things I could say out loud. Yeah, like they were kind of the inner thoughts, the inner feelings that were building up and really creating a lot of overwhelm for me. Um, and so, And so I just felt that having that, person who I could go to and speak to yeah. really helped me to work through it. Mm -hmm. And so once again, I think that's one of the reasons why I think that this is a really important conversation. Yeah. Um, when it comes to women getting support or going it alone, what are some of the things that you see? What are some of the things that you kind of feel women are doing often or mm -hmm. that it's just a you know, a behaviour that we have when it comes sure. to sure. just doing things by ourselves, yeah. putting that yeah. pressure on ourselves. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. I think most of us hold ourselves back from this kind of false sense, this, um, and I think you even used the word before when we were chatting, this delusional sense that I've <laughs> got to be perfect, I've got to be able to do it all, you know. And I think there's so much pressure on us in society and especially as women to kind of, be the perfect mum, the perfect wife, the awesome business owner, to have, you know, all fronts really kind of perfect, shiny, rocking. And the reality is it's not the case, you know. Yeah. None of us can be perfectly happy and perfectly successful all the time. Yeah. You know, we're all made of strength and struggle. And I think that perception in our society is what holds a lot of us back from just knowing it's okay to reach out. And not only is it okay to reach out, it's actually a really courageous thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we often have this, you know, this mis misconception that if I reach out, God, does it mean I'm weak or does it mean there's something wrong with me? And we can kind of be in a bit of shame around that and feel like we've got to hide that. But the truth is, God, we are all made of this kind of the strength and struggle. None of us are perfect. That's what it is to be human. And, you know, I know how courageous it is um, 
you know, when I see women reaching out, I see that it's that they can hold themselves with enough strength and love really to be able to have that self-awareness that, yeah, I'm okay. And I'm also struggling Mm -hmm. and how human of me. And, and I think once we really get our heads and hearts around that, then it becomes okay to reach out for the support we need. And then we really can make the changes from the inside out that matter most to us. And, you know, things really change from there. So I think the first step is kind of getting over that hurdle that, um, that it's not okay to reach out and really kind of landing in God, it's a good thing to reach out. It's courageous. It's real. It's, we all need it. And it's actually incredibly empowering when you get the right support. Mm. And just around the right support, I think that is where people get a bit stuck mm. because I guess there's two things is one is that we do sort of have that inner voice mm. that does, um, overwhelm us at times yeah. uh, and we sort of think oh well I just need to deal with that myself mm-hmm. um, but if, then if you do want to reach out it's like who do I reach mm-hmm. out to how do I navigate this is yeah. that like how do you how have you found um, women sort of coming to to that conclusion as to what yeah. help they need when yeah absolutely it's a really good question I think you know, a lot of us know that we want support and we want changes and we kind of get a sense for the changes we want, but we've got no idea how to actually make the changes Mm. and we don't know what kind of support will help us to do that. And I think a lot of us, quite rightly so, don't want to just rehash problem, problem, problem. We don't want to stay stuck in, you know, what isn't working. And I think there are, you know, yeah, there's lots of different ways of, you know, being supported through change. But I think a lot of us now really want the kind of proactive, positive, empowering support that really helps us be able to look at, okay, where am I at now? Where do I want to be? What is it inside that's holding me back from that? And how do I actually make the changes from the inside out so that I can actually have my inner world, you know, my beliefs, if you like, my self-talk aligned with where I want to be going, moving forwards, and then being able to take congruent action aligned with my values so that I can really, you know, shine in the world the way I want to. So I think it's about finding support that that feels um, positive in empowering and authentic mm. yeah mm. Um, and that's not always easy so yeah. yeah yeah and I think that um you know before I met you and before we worked together mm. life coach there's there's a lot of life coaches out sure. there and it feels sure. I think a lot of people don't really understand mm. what that is um so when you're looking for that support, I know that you just sort of said you find somebody or something that feels empowering and positive for you. How do you decide where that right person is or who that right person is mm. to have those types of conversations? Is there anything that you think is a good way of mm. trying to find that person? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's a lot about kind of, you know, checking out a lot of different people as you say there's a lot of life coaches Mm. there's a lot of different types of support out there and I think especially for women um, we're so used to deferring to other authority yeah you know that's kind of our second nature and this is actually an amazing opportunity to really check in to ourselves to our own sense of personal authority and go who feels right for me Mm. yeah this is my journey this is my life this is my process of really growing my business living my dreams um and who feels right for me in a very authentic way and i think the more we can check in with ourselves about that rather than what someone else thinks um the more we can intuitively if you like find 
the person, the support that feels congruent for us. And, you know, I've got to say, you've got to feel like whoever you reach out to actually gets you. Mm. You've got to feel like they get who you are. They like who you are mm. and they're really kind of on your side in a very heart, heart based way. That's the best way I can describe it. If you can feel that, then you can relax into that support. Then there's nothing to hide. There's nothing to prove. You can be who you are. And from there, real change is possible. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the things that I really valued about the time um, that I worked with you was I found that you used to, I'm quite a self-reflective person, mm. um, but I feel like you used to ask me questions. <laughs> I still remember this, just yeah. kind of going, I have no idea what yeah. the answer is, Georgie, yeah. but you used to ask me, it was kind of really going deeper into, yeah. I guess, um, and I just an example was when we were talking about uh, I had always said I'm not very good with money mm-hmm. and I had sort of said to you this was years ago now uh, that I felt like um, maybe Gareth didn't trust me with money or things like that but when we dug into it it was the stories that I had been telling myself yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I just felt like the questions that you were asking me really took me back mm, yeah to the root yeah of yeah. the belief or the story that I was telling myself that was kind of now creating a whole lot of other issues for me <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and I think this kind of this idea of really being able to ask ourselves those deeper questions most of us don't right mm. so we need a space of support where we can you know, really get to the, you know, those deeper root causes of where has this come from? What's the kind of, what's that old belief? And okay, that belief actually makes sense given, you know, how I grew up, you know, who was around me, the kind of messages that, you know, kind of got baked in, if you like, before I had any choice around it. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense from that perspective. And you know what, that probably served me back then, but now I'm a grown woman and I've got dreams and visions and a full life to live. And does that belief system still serve me now? and if it doesn't I don't need to judge myself for it but I can update it with the right support right and it's often about you know having that space to really ask those questions you know in a way that gets us to the core of what's happening so that we can find a different way through and and yeah update and upgrade our inner world if you like yeah and I I can't even tell you how much I love that yeah um the whole thing of does that question does this still serve me Mm -hmm. because obviously it was created at a time and maybe you know when I was younger and when I was you know it it may have served me may not have but now it's really looking at who do I want to be absolutely and what are those stories that don't serve me anymore and what do I need to do to change that and it such a powerful conversation yeah yeah absolutely and it's really this you know change can happen much easier than we might imagine once we start thinking like that once we get really clear about who do I want to be what kind of a quality of life and business and you know a way of thriving do I really want and how do I need to update my inner world my belief system my self-talk my thinking process so that you know, that actually fits with that. So it serves and supports me to create what I want. Once we can think like that more and more, then, you know, change becomes a lot easier. 
Yeah, amazing. Um, and so when we take a look at, say, the language or the thought process or the stories that we need to change or we want to change in order to achieve those things that we want, um, how do we go about that? Like what sort of uh, processes or questions do we maybe need to be thinking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on where we feel like we're stuck. Yeah. And I think a lot of us get stuck in fear, not so much that fear is there, but in our relationship to fear. Um, And especially when, you know, a lot of your listeners, our listeners are running their own business Mm. and, you know, wanting to play bigger and express more of who they are in the world. Yeah. Fear is going to come up, right? (laughs) Always. Fear is going to come up. Always. (laughs) Yeah. And I think most of us get stuck because we kind of back away from that. We kind of go, oh my God, fear's here. Run the other way. And most of us have always had that relationship with fear, right? And, you know, for survival value way back when, that kind of made sense. But now, again, does that actually serve and support me? Well, you know what? Maybe I need a, a wiser response to fear. Mm. maybe I need to really get fear is going to be there when I'm playing at my edge, when I'm expanding my comfort zone, when I'm playing big fear is going to be there. Welcome it along. Yeah. But don't let it make my decisions. Yeah. It's kind of the metaphor of don't let it drive my bus. Like I want to be in the driver's seat. I want to have the steering wheel, you know, pop fear in the back seat. Yeah. But yeah. I've got the steering wheel and, you know, I think it's a lot of the time it's about creating a different relationship with the places where we're stuck so that, you know, the old belief might have been, oh my God, I can't do that because I'm too old, too young, not experienced enough, whatever it is, you know, all those limiting beliefs that kind of keep us in fear of taking action and to go actually, you know what, well, that little fear can be there, but I get to actually decide I'm ready. I can yeah. do this and I'm doing it and to reclaim that sense of choice. Yeah. And I think that self-awareness is so important as well is that when we uh, see ourselves stopping or when we feel that kind of, oh, maybe no, that's not a good idea or um, I probably can't do that, that's probably, you know, when we start to have those inner, that inner dialogue or those inner thoughts, uh, it's catching ourselves in those moments and sort of saying, you know, just having that maturity or that that um, self awareness to kind of go, hang on a second, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> is, that, is that true or is yeah. that not true? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And does it serve me or not? Even yeah. more importantly, perhaps, than is it true or not? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we can kind of, you know, believe any truth we want. Yeah. And does yeah. that truth serve me? And if it does, great. Let's hold on to it. And let's kind of expand into that. If it doesn't, let's let that one go. Yeah. 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 And so um, what do you think are some of the key things that you see that hold us back? Um, we talked a little bit about fear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are other things that, that you see when you're working with your clients? You know, I think especially for women, um, you know, brilliant, talented, visionary, amazing women. So often what holds us back is kind of this little little voice, you could call it the inner critic, the voice of self-doubt, yeah. You know, oh, that old friend, yeah. I think a lot of us kind of have that running the show and that can really hold us back if we haven't found a different way to work with that, yeah. And it's so much, like you said, the self-awareness to really check in with our self-talk, yeah, so often we're more harsh, more down on ourselves than we would 
ever be to anyone else, yeah? yeah? Even to a stranger, let alone to someone we love and care about, right? So it's kind of having the self-awareness just checking, go, oh, what did I just say to myself? You know, would I say that to a friend? Would I say that to someone I love? Would I say that to a stranger? And if the answer is no, then let's, you know, really make that commitment not to say that to myself yeah. and to really harness a kind of voice inside so that you can have this inner champion kind of, you know, in your mind, in your heart, like cheerleading you on at every step. And actually that's essential, yeah? yeah, to really make that commitment to deepen into that place again and again and again and to choose that again and again and again so that your self-talk and the inside, the inner landscape is one that feels supportive and safe and friendly, yeah, so that you're not at war with yourself. Yeah. So that all parts of you are on board with, yeah, I can – I can really play magic, I can play big. I can do this thing that might feel scary. Yeah, I can still do it. Yeah, mm. to feel that voice inside that's fully championing you. Yeah. Yeah, I recently uh, did a free training, which I'll have the link for as well, oh, nice. which is um, all around, yeah, making your inner critic your biggest cheerleader. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> which Absolutely. Is, yeah, and I've got my little uh, cheerleader with her gold pom-poms. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah and kind yeah. of um and yeah kind of bringing out i can't even think of it as the big guns yeah it's like you know like when you need them to run the show or drive the car or take control it's like you know who who's in charge today is Absolutely. it going to be the inner critic or is yeah. it going to be my cheerleader or my, you know, my kind of yeah. project manager or absolutely. things like that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Too right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to really understand that, you know, that inner critic kind of wants the best for us. It kind of has good intentions. So we don't want to kind of push this part of us yeah, away. Yeah. We can't push any part of us away. But we can, like you say, help to transform it into a voice that can still motivate us, help us, you know, move forwards, but in a kind of more supportive way. So I love the way you put that. You know, <laughs> pom-poms that's beautiful that is awesome yeah, yeah. she gets very excited a lot Absolutely. of the time but yeah. uh, but uh, that totally works yeah. um and I guess just around that as well that well we we're talking about the inner critic but also just self-doubt in general yeah is something yeah. that I think is just you know that is one of the biggest things as Absolutely. well that I hear from a lot of clients is yeah just that you know they can see other people doing it, but it's probably not them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, to really know and understand that that's the experience for everyone. Yeah. Oh, wow, I'm not alone with that. Oh, wow, every woman who's achieved anything who I might admire around me, she's actually had to navigate that self-doubt. It's not that she didn't have that self-doubt, but she's found a way through it so it doesn't hold her back. Yeah. Yeah. And so again, so we're not feeling so alone with that. To go, okay, well, self doubt can come along for the ride, mm. but it's not going to be in the driver's seat. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. you know, to really kind of get familiar with, okay, well, what does that voice of self doubt say? Does it say that I'm not experienced enough? Or does it say that it's too dangerous to put my authentic voice out there? Or, you know, what's the flavor of my self doubt voice? And okay, so let's kind of acknowledge that, but then let's update it to actually a voice and a truth and a, a way of speaking to myself that will really serve and support me and, mm. and move me forwards. And do you kind of go back on that as well, Georgie, and look at where that self-doubt is coming from? Is that something that's worthwhile doing or is it? I think there's value in understanding where that's come from in order to kind of 
befriend that part of us yeah? yeah so i'm really big on not going to war with any part of us yeah i think it can be yeah. real like i can think it can be such a trap on the journey of personal transformation to kind of just want to get rid of the parts of us that don't work yeah or want to get rid of the parts of us that are fearful and then we end up at war with ourselves so i think there's value in going back to understand oh, of course that's where that's come from it makes perfect sense that given who i am given what i've been through that I would have that voice or that little belief. Okay, can I be gentle and kind with that part of me? And the more I can be gentle and kind and accepting towards that part of me, actually, the more I've got space around it, choice around it, and the space to really grow and change from it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What are other patterns that you're seeing when it comes to women in business or career yeah. Um, yeah. that you think we need to be aware of or sure. that is worthwhile sure. being aware sure. of? I think one of the, just kind of leading on from this, a big thing that I see so much of it and often comes out in our language is this, I should. Yeah. We're really good as women <laughs> at shooting on ourselves. Yeah? yeah. I should be doing better. I should be doing more. I should be a better mom. I should be earning, you know, all this shooting on ourselves. And, you know, it gets messy if we should on ourselves all the time <laughs> and it feels incredibly disempowering. Yeah. So even just noticing that language and going, okay, well, can I shift that should to choice? You know, I choose to do this or I choose not to. Even just cleaning up our language on that level so that the way we speak to ourselves and others is actually empowering. That can shift how we feel, right? Mm. And to really kind of catch ourselves in those moments and go, okay, I've got a choice here. What am I choosing? Embrace that sense of choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because wow. a lot of us don't until until we do, um, and I think you know with that should comes this idea, and you touched on it before, Sue's this kind of this fixed mindset a lot of us have. Yeah, um, I think we're all really enculturated into this idea that you know either I've got it or I don't. That's kind of this fixed mindset, you know. And when we're living from that place, there's a lot of pressure to make sure that I've got it, right? Yeah. And what we want to start to do is be able to shift to, you know, what the research is, what a lot of the research calls the growth mindset, yeah? From the growth mindset, it's like, you know what? Life's about learning and growing, mm. yeah? Life's about, you know what? Sometimes I'll fail, sometimes I'll succeed. Either way, can I be curious about that and learn something from it? You know, and I think the more we can orientate to that, the less fear we have of making mistakes, the less down we are on ourselves when we do stuff up. We mm -hmm. just acknowledge that's the human journey. That's what it is to be human. Let's learn from it. Let's grow from it. And then, you know, literally the whole process of growing a business becomes full of lightness, full of joy, full of a sense of adventure. And yeah. that's really what we want to be able to do, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think like over the last couple of years to now, and I mean when I say couple of years, I mean over the last sort of two years or so, I feel like we went through this period of perfection where everything was, you know, looked perfect and everybody was doing well and all the rest of it. I feel like we are coming now more into a time of truth and honesty yeah. where the filter has to a point been turned off yeah. um, and there is more honesty around, uh, you know, the struggles. Yeah. Of of what's happening and 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 the fact that not everybody's perfect and yeah. we don't all have it together and we're not strong all the time yeah. um, and it, which is part of what this conversation is about yeah. is to really break down that uh, perception yeah. that we're we're together all the time. Yeah, absolutely. 
because I think when we're living from that place, we are so pressured from the inside, right? Yeah. We've got to constantly prove and perform and perfect. And then we've got no space to be creative, no space to expand, explore, be adventurous, right? So, yeah, yeah I love the way you're putting that. It's like our landscape, you know, in our culture is actually changing, thank goodness. We're yeah. actually becoming more okay to have this kind of conversation. Go, God, none of us are perfect. Oh, what a relief. Yeah, we're all in this together. Oh, my God, what a relief. <laughs> Yeah, we're all made of strength and struggle. Oh, thank goodness, yeah? Yeah. Welcome to the human family, yeah? Yeah. And that we can do that for ourselves and each other as women. What a what a joy, right? Yeah, and I think having, you know, a tribe or a, you know, either individuals yeah. or a group around you where you can have that honest conversation. Like mm-hmm. even um, last night, which I love, one of our members in our closed members group mm-hmm. um, shared a struggle. And, you know, everybody came to their support, but not just came to their support, shared the struggle that they had had themselves mm-hmm. in the same way. You're not alone. Yeah. Was basically the tone, you know. Um, I've been there. I understand. It's crappy when that happens. Yeah. And, and I just last, like, I felt quiet. I just sort of thought, you know, something to create find build you know that sort of support around you where there's authentic honest connection yeah um and support is so important it's essential it's essential and what you're doing you know with the exchanger academy is amazing on that level creating this tribe of women that you know are growing something important to themselves um and inspiring each other along the way mm-hmm. and able to do it from a much more authentic place where yeah. yeah it's okay to struggle and not be perfect as we actually create something that's meaningful yeah yeah absolutely yeah. Um, now, I know obviously we also get caught up in the stress and the overwhelm, which we've talked a little bit um, about. Uh, is there anything around either fixed mindset, growth mindset, overwhelm, fear? What sort of strategies or tips do you have that our listeners can sort of be looking at or implement sure, for themselves? Sure, sure. Well, I want to pick up a little bit on um, what you touched on there with kind of getting caught in stress and overwhelm because I think that is huge for us, especially as women, yeah? Yeah. Again, because we kind of still get caught in, oh, my God, I've got to have it all perfect, I've got to have it all together, and that is, you know, unbelievably stressful. And what happens in our brains when we get caught in stress is that we're not productive anymore. We're not creative anymore, yeah? We're not really being our best selves anymore. Um, And we kind of get caught in this, you know, this I'll be happy when story, most of us, you know? I'll I'll stress and stress and stress now so that I can be happy when and it's always some future time, you know? I think we've we've all grown up with that ever since we were little and then when you're in business it can get a lot, you know, a lot more intense, you know, like I'll be happy when I turn five. I'll be happy when I go to school. I'll be happy when Santa comes. I'll be happy when I leave school. I'll be happy when I get married. I'll be happy when, you know, (laughs) I have kids. I'll be happy when the kids leave home. I'll be happy when the divorce comes through. You know, we're constantly putting off our happiness to some later time. And in the process, actually, we don't do ourselves a great service because if we're not actually really taking the time to savor life's joys and really celebrate our wins and accomplishments and and feel that sense that right here right now things are pretty good as well you know we're we're not going to be at our best so I think you know part of this is really understanding that our brains are kind of designed 
want to operate from a more positive place. And I think the stat is, you know, our brains are 31% more productive at positive compared to at negative, even neutral or stressed. And um, so having daily strategies or ways that can kind of bring us back to the here and now, back to a sense of, I have achieved this and hey, what has gone well? And the more we can kind of filter our world through that lens, the you know, happier we're going to be and ultimately the more successful we're going to be. Mm. And what do you think? I, I don't do it and I have thought about doing it. Uh, it's a gratitude journal or just kind of, I guess, stopping in the moment and sort of saying, you know, what, what went well today or uh, yeah. to try and be a little bit more because I feel like I get to the end of the day and it's maybe been a really busy day. And then, I, and then the first thing I'm thinking is, oh, so what's on to, what do I need to do yeah. tomorrow? What do I need yeah. to do for next week? And I'm, I am in that. Yeah you know, oh, when that happens, then this will happen. Absolutely. Yeah. And how human of you, how human of all of us <laughs> do that, right? Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. 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 This is what we do until we kind of just go, okay, hold on. What would it be like to actually take a moment to really just celebrate that small or big win? And to really know that not only does that kind of build our resources in ourselves and, and our sense of confidence and self-trust, but it actually allows us to be more effective along the way. So, yeah, absolutely. I highly recommend it. It's one of the biggest tips I, you know. A gratitude journal or just well, stopping? gratitude journal, yeah. Um, gratitude journal's good, but what I would suggest even one step further is this idea of kind of literally what went well. Yes. Yeah. This kind of, you know, three good things practice. And there's tons okay. of research on this. And it's really just a very simple practice each day. You know, scan the last 24 hours and really take a few moments to just either mentally note or take in or jot down in some way what's actually gone well. And sometimes what's gone well isn't that everything was easy. Sometimes it was, God, I had that really difficult conversation with that really difficult person. And you know what? I'm really proud that I handled it pretty well. And I held my boundaries and I was true to myself and I spoke with assertiveness and kindness and hey go me you know that might be the what went well yeah um, and I think the more we can you know train ourselves and train the brain to look for the good and savor the good the happier and more confident we're going to feel through the journey of playing big and, and yeah being our yeah. best selves mm. Fantastic. That's so good. And so are there any other strategies that you would give um, just generally when it comes to, I think, us not taking all of it onto ourselves, Mm -hmm. um, but really trying to, I guess, achieve the things that we want to achieve and live the life that we want to, but I guess in a in a way that's maybe a bit more kinder or softer absolutely, on ourselves. Absolutely, yeah. I think the the biggest one that I would suggest, the biggest tip I would suggest coming back to kind of earlier in our conversation mm. is just this ability to slow down and really check in with ourselves and go, oh, what did I just say to myself? Mm. You know, to actually use that as a strategy that, you know, you can slow it down because most of us are on automatic, automatic part yeah. when we're talking to ourselves, right? You know, and so just to slow it down and go, okay, well, would I say that to someone I really love and that I really want to see thrive? And if I wouldn't, then, okay, what would I say to them? 
Yeah. And often if we can just think it through like that, oh, what would I say to my best friend who is struggling in this way? What would I say to, you know, my sister who is struggling in this way? And most of us know exactly what we would say, right? We would say something like, hey, Susie, you're amazing. You're great. You've got this. You're on track. Yeah. None of us are perfect. I'm here for you. I'm rocking, you know, and championing you at every step. Yeah. We'd yeah. say something along those lines and then to be able to just offer that to ourselves. And, you know, for me, I think many years ago when I started to do that, that's what really changed my world. Yeah. It's like I had this little voice inside that would go, you know, you're stupid. That was my little, you know. And it feels funny to even say it now because it's not, you know, but to shift that and for me to be able to then just consistently harness this voice that would go, hey, Georgie, you're all right. Hey, you're okay. Hey, well done. And now I've just got that voice constantly. Hey, Georgie, good job. Hey, well done. Go mm. you. Yeah. And that really shifts our sense of what's possible when we're feeling, you know, genuinely at ease, confident inside, then we can go out there in the world and, mm. you know, create pretty amazing things in a way that's real, in a way that still allows us not to be perfect. Yeah. Mm. So it's really the, I guess, the strategy of slowing down, checking with our self-talk and really making sure that we're talking to ourselves like we would a good friend. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. It makes such a big difference. Huge difference. As well. Because yeah. it is. It's constant, isn't it? It's just yeah. sometimes we are on order and we don't realise yeah. just the constant barrage that yeah. we're kind of putting yeah. ourselves through. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And there's something about having a tribe of women like you've got in this community that's so amazing, yeah? All these women around you, supporting you, really championing you on and really taking the moment to really listen to the kind of positive support and feedback you're getting from the women around you and then really making that commitment to offer that to yourself. Once mm-hmm. we can do that as women, things really shift. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also just, you know, surrounding yourself with women who, Mm. as we were saying, are authentic. They do have a a strength about them, but they, they inspire you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, that, that when you see them doing well, you, what you want to celebrate with them and, um, and you know, they, it makes you feel like you can also achieve great things and, you know, and it's more of that, uh, I, I want to walk beside you mm-hmm. rather than me holding you on a pedestal and feeling yeah. rubbish about myself because yeah. of your success. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's a really big thing as well. Huge, huge, Suze. It really is. You know, and I think a lot of us get caught in that without meaning to and then can kind of feel bad about ourselves for yes. it. It's like we kind of have this ideal of wanting to celebrate everyone around us, but then we can get caught without realising it and putting ourselves down and kind of comparing ourselves negatively to those around us. Yeah. And just to kind of take a breath and go, okay, God, how human of me. Yeah, it's okay. How human of me. And can I actually just shift that habit of mind so that when I look at other people, I'm really looking to them authentically to celebrate their successes, to celebrate their wins. And I think the more we can do that, you know, the more authentic we're going to feel in ourselves, the better we're going to feel and the the more able we are to go for our dreams and achieve our goals. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Georgie, as always, I love our conversations. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Um, but yeah, we've, we've covered a lot uh, just in this, in this podcast episode. Um, but I feel like, uh, you know, you have definitely been there in my life when there have been really big struggles and asked some really 
important questions. And um, like I said, at the time, I don't really feel like there was anybody else in my life that I could say some of the things that I said to you. Mm. Um, just as as a life coach or a transformation coach, and so um, I guess I just want to say thanks for that because it was it was really important. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you, Suze. And just such a joy to see your journey over the years. You know, I know we first connected when I was studying coaching and then <laughs> yeah. to reconnect with you many years later and you'd studied coaching and you were rocking this thriving business and now to see you just really flourishing and in such a genuine, beautiful way. It's just a joy, an absolute joy to connect. Oh, thank you. So, Georgie, if, um, if people are looking to find out more about you, then where can they find your details? Where should they go looking? Sure, they can go to my website, quantumlifeskills.com.au um, or find me on Facebook, Quantum, Quantum Life Skills as well, or Georgie Cook. Mm. Great, and we will have all of those links below as well. So make sure you go and check those out. But Georgie, thank you so much for all of your wisdom today. It's always great to have a chat with you. Brilliant to chat with you, Suze, and uh, yeah, tons of love to you and to these amazing listeners. Well, I hope you enjoyed that podcast episode. It's a little different from the other ones that we've had, but I just felt really uh, led and drawn to have this conversation and be really transparent that when you look at women who you think are successful, a lot of times they are not doing it alone. So, if you're looking for more support, then I would encourage you to reach out and find the right people uh, to support you in whatever area of your life or your business that you need help with because there is no shame in getting the support that you need. So I'm so glad that you joined me for this. I hope you got a lot out of it. Make sure that you check out everything that we've got going on at theconnectionexchange.com. You can follow me on Instagram at theconnectionexchange underscore and on Facebook at Suzanne Chadwick TCX. But until our next episode, I hope you have a great week and I can't wait to connect with you again soon.